0: Hello, and welcome to Quirk and Circumstance, a podcast about living a life outside the box, even if you are hemmed in by the boundaries of a role like professional or parent or something else. Um, I'm your host, Kat, and this episode is part two of a challenge that I took on with Keela Fowler of 85beauty.com, in which we practiced living like a queen. And by that I mean We drank tea every day, like the Queen of England, and we prioritized our time like the Queen of Amazingness, Michelle Obama. If you missed part one, go back and take a listen to how we decided on this challenge. You'll also hear from Keela in that episode about how and why she started her business, 85beauty.com. It's a great origin story, definitely worth checking out. If you're all caught up, enjoy the second installment.
1: Hey! Okay. Hi, Kat. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to talk to you.
2: Um, so two weeks ago, we started the Living Like a Queen Celebrity Afternoon Routine Challenge, um, and I'm excited. I mean, we were just talking about you know deciding not to touch base about how it was going. So I'm excited to hear how it's been for you the last couple. I of
1: know, weeks. me too.
2: How did it go? It was. Different than I expected. It was
1: good, but it was very different than I expected. The thing that I thought was going to be hard was easy and the thing that I thought was going to be easy was hard.
2: Oh, that's interesting. So what did you, what did you think would be easy that was hard?
1: I thought that blocking out my calendar and making time for friends and family was going to be easy and it proved really difficult.
2: Wow. Yeah. Why Which is was, that?
1: It was it was kind of disappointing. Um, it was it was mostly just because I, unbeknownst to myself, was really intentional a couple months back about planning things for the summer, mm-hmm. and then so I I'd already put certain things into the calendar, but I don't. That's the thing that's interesting. Cause I was talking to a friend about it the other day. I don't think I was as intentional about planning as I thought I was like I wasn't trying to be really intentional but Mm -hmm. I planned a lot of stuff for July so Mm -hmm. yeah so just by the nature of being on top of oh there's a Shania Twain concert yes I'm going to that (laughs) that's in July okay oh my friend is having well like 4th of July I'm gonna be at my parents okay super gonna be doing that There are just all of these little things that happen to already be piled into the week that I decided to block out my calendar, Mm -hmm. and then I did block out some time, and I ended up actually having like full days of just family and friends and doing fun things, and I got no work done.
2: Yeah, which
1: (laughs) had which kind of gave me heart palpitations. That was a little, (laughs) was a little like, oh my gosh, what have I done? So. That ended up being a little hard because I found that I definitely, one of the things I learned is that I need to get work done first before I can hang out with people. Like, mm-hmm. it, I have to, like, work hard before I can play hard because otherwise I start to feel resentful with myself and it also kind of with the people I'm hanging out with. I'm like, oh. So you have my attention right now, but those other things on my to-do list aren't getting done. Yeah. So it was, yeah. It so was, it was kind of, Um. it was more of a frustrating experience than I expected, but I think that that's only because they already had things planned.
2: I think that makes a lot of sense. I I think you're really thinking like that, that sort of that perpetual struggle of like, how do I balance my work stuff with my life stuff? right? Yeah. And, and I think, you know, for somebody like Michelle Obama, who is the person who we, you know, we stole this idea from, which is like, how do you block out your, your family time and your self care in your calendar? You know, for somebody like her, I think, you know, she's probably more likely to have the entire world swallow up her entire life. And she really needs to like carve out that time. But I think, yeah. you know, for me, I also sort of naturally kind of fill in you know, friend and family and self-care time, and it's rare that I find that my balance has gone too far in the work direction. And it happens from time to time, but it's rare, you know, but but I am aware that there, there has to be a balance there. And, you know, sometimes I lean a little too far in one direction or the other. I just have to kind of recalibrate.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that if I had done this challenge during the school year, mm-hmm. I probably would have had a more... Uh, probably a more positive effect in doing this because of the fact that school just kind of takes over everything. And that's when I definitely feel like, wait, when's the last time that I saw my friends? I I don't remember, right? Like, unless I worked with those friends, I haven't seen them. So I probably would have had a better chance or a better experience blocking out those times while having a jam-packed schedule. Because right now my schedule is flexible because I'm the person who makes it. So... For example, the other day, I was at my parents' house. I stayed over Sunday into Monday, and then on my way home, I stopped to get my oil changed, which was on my to-do list, right? So it, like, totally needs to get done. But that's literally two minutes from my grandmother's house. Mm -hmm. There's no way I'm not going to see my grandma, right? Oh, yes. Exactly. So I went and I saw my grandma, and... The, the like running joke in my family is that like you don't go to my grandma and grandpa's without expecting to be there for like three hours. Because uh-huh. you just end up like talking and then it kind of rolls into a meal, whether you need to eat or not. Like it's just one of those things. And uh-huh. so I was I was there for two hours, right? It wasn't three. But literally I looked at the clock and I was like, Oh my gosh, grandma, I gotta go <laughs> <laughs> And so inevitably I hit traffic on the way home, which I shouldn't have because it was two o'clock in the middle of a Monday afternoon.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And by the time I got home, I was like, well, day's over. <laughs>
2: right.
1: So I had planned to be at my parents' house. So that wasn't a big deal. I hadn't planned on going to my grandmother. So that was like a happy, like a happy surprise of, Oh, I'm going to go with the flow and I'm going to like use this time, even though that afternoon I scheduled like from 2 to 5 to just be me time. So mm-hmm. I kind of justified it in my mind of, well, I have this time scheduled in the day anyhow, so I'll just count it as using it in the morning instead of the afternoon. But then by the time I fought through traffic and got home, I was like, yeah, no. Like, it's three thirty, four o'clock. The day's over. It's a wrap. I'm just going to yeah. call it a wash. So it was little things like that that I thought, oh, that didn't feel as good as I thought it was going to. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Well, so what about, um, well, okay, so I think, too, you're also, You're also. and I found this to be true for me, too, where, you know, it was like I kind of just have to know what works for me and what doesn't. So, you know, when you're saying, oh, I have to work first and then play, you know? Yeah. So otherwise, you know, otherwise the day can just kind of get away from you and, and it definitely can get away from me. How did it go with... Having tea in the afternoon, having a little tea time like the Queen of England, and how did that affect your sort of your pro, your productivity? No, I
1: love that, and I ended up doing it in a unexpected way because I think the last time we spoke, I talked about my niece having a basketball tournament coming up. Uh-huh. So I actually started with tea that week, and I went to. I went to her basketball tournament. We had some time when we got back home because I told them I'd stay over. Um, mm-hmm. Because the question, anytime I'm going to my brother's house, the kids are like, are you, Keep are you staying over? Right? Mm-hmm. Um, which is kind of the best thing in the world, right? Like, yeah. my my mission in this life is to be the best aunt ever. And mm-hmm. the fact that they still want me to stay over, I'm like, "Yeah, absolutely. I will do anything for you. Except I can only do it one day because I also had to get stuff done for work. Right. So I stayed over. And I told them about it. And it was funny because, like, my niece and nephew were asking questions like, wait, so how does this work? And my sister-in-law was like, oh, that sounds kind of cool. Uh-huh. And, and so we ended up kind of having, like, family tea time in the I love evening. It. In, I it. Yeah. it. It was so fun. So we, we went back to the house, and then we had a few hours before we had to go back to, like, another event. So I actually just made a to-go mug of tea because we were rushing out the door, and I drank it like on route. But it was still really, it was still really nice. Like I was like, oh, I mean, it it was hot, right? It was probably about like ninety-six degrees that day, and I was like, mmm, it feels kind of weird. But yeah. the AC is on full blast, so it totally works.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: that night when we got home, we all had tea. And we sat around the table and we talked. And oh, the music part was super hysterical because i put on i put on their um the alexa i was like all right alexa play radiohead and then one of the songs came on and my niece was like alexa skip this song (laughs) and then another one came on and then my nephew was like alexa skip this song
2: So no, it's like your tea time music, but it is not my tea time music. Yeah,
1: exactly. So then I was like, "Alexa, play Stevie Wonder," and
2: Aww. that that was
1: good for everybody. But yeah, it was it was really fun. And then my nephew, um, <laughs> my nephew was looking for. He's like, "Aren't you supposed to have like crumpets or something?" I was like, "But I I don't know how to find a crumpet. Like, I, we're good." <laughs> and he's like, "No, it's fine. We got pop tarts here. Do you want to share a pop tart?" And so that before, is so cute. Yeah. yes so we had tea and pop tarts and then the next day my niece got me um a rice crispy treat for my cake. bless her sweetheart that's yep.
2: amazing that's a really sweet tea time experience do you think you're going to continue having tea in the afternoon i do because i had i had tea today and it was
1: just It was lovely. I found that I don't need to disconnect as much as I thought I did Mm
2: -hmm. during
1: tea, but just the simple act of taking the time to make the tea, I think, was, like, the best part in terms of the stepping away, right? Like, taking a couple minutes to put the pot on the kettle, wait for it to brew, that was a nice change of pace. And I think mentally – I slowed down a little bit during that time. I was like, okay, so tea is hot, so you have to sip it slow.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: I think, kind of, everything slowed down to be a. It was like a. It was a much more. Intentional transition into the evening. Of like, okay, so let's start thinking about what's gonna do, what's gonna happen for dinner. What the next step is. Where what are my plans? It was. It was very peaceful. I loved it.
2: Oh, that's great. So how is I, it for you? Right. So I um I had a few different ways that I that I did it. So um I used the Michelle Obama method of carving time out in my calendar and actually made appointments with people, like different coworkers. So like go have a cup of tea in the afternoon. And, you know, so I, Ooh, I had like smart. Right, but I didn't also take a lunch. So I kind of thought of it as like this is my basically like my later in the day lunch break, and I it's just had kind of like a quick like eat at your desk while you're working kind of a lunch, right? So I sort of postponed the lunch break and made it my tea time. So you know, one day I went and had tea with um with a coworker who you know talked to you about the podcast too, so she may appear on the podcast at some point. And then another day, a new friend um, met her for tea, kind of in the neighborhood of where I work. And that was great and it was nice to, you know, have those days. Um, and then another day just went, you know, into the work kitchen, was, you know, heating the water and brewing my tea and another coworker that I don't see often, we don't cross paths often, um, she and I got to talking and found out we had all of these different things in common and we're gonna make a plan to hang out with, you know, partners and family and all of that stuff kind of outside of work. It was it was really lovely, and I was like, I'm so glad for the tea challenge because otherwise I would not have been in the kitchen around that time. And you know, we just kind of struck up the conversation while I was waiting for my tea to brew. So you know, so all of the tea drinking and visiting around tea went really well. I will say, when it, when it was my social tea days versus like just going and taking a few minutes to brew the tea and then drink it slowly while I'm working, it was a, mm-hmm. it was a tea appointment with chatting. I had a harder time getting back into work mode afterwards. Like I just yeah. like, you know, I'm going to like the weird news page on the news, you know, on like Huffington Post and I have like a weird news page and watching funny videos. and Like it was like, I still wanted to be social, you know, even though I was trying to get back to work. So I had to like, yeah. you know, I was like procrastinating a little bit before getting back to work. So I definitely realized that if I do that kind of a thing, I may have to extend my work day a little later because I've I've like pumped the social hour into the middle of my day. Um, and so similar to you, I kinda of feel like, oh, I don't know if I would do that all the time. Because I think I need to get the work done first and then visit with people afterwards. Like I think that's probably a better a better method for me. But I think it's yeah. totally lovely to just take ten minutes, go to the kitchen. You know, make myself like a nice cup of tea. You know, and and drink it sort of slowly and mindfully while I, you know, get back into work.
1: Yeah, and even the
2: like, I think
1: I kind of said it already, but the the routine of the like, the mental shift of like, okay, and so now the next thing that I'm supposed to be doing is making tea, right? As opposed to, there's something very different for me if I'm just getting something to drink versus making tea, like making tea was an actual like task. Mm -hmm. Whereas getting something to drink is just like a passing activity as I'm also right. Like walking to the next room to grab that notebook. Um, so I did, I really liked the, um, like the process of it. It was just, it was just really nice to to have that as a part of my lifestyle, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not, not that I could tell you what my lifestyle is. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was definitely one of those like oh I understand why this is a thing now.
2: Because yeah. if
1: I could make tea time a part of my everyday life I totally would. Especially like I said, I really like the social aspect of it, but I put mine later in the day because I think in the article, it said something about it being, like, around 4 o'clock as, like, a kind of, like, mid-between, um, like, lunch and dinner kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I found that to be wonderful. I found if I did it earlier... I kind of rushed through it, and I wasn't as I wasn't as interested. But it helped me actually not feel as hungry too. Like having a little bit of a snack with tea, like if it was mm-hmm. a Rice Krispie treat or a pop tart, it was just a little something with the tea combined. And I was like, okay, I'm good. I don't need to. I don't need to like scarf down a whole plate of food right now.
2: Yeah, you know. And I'm, as we're talking, I just keep thinking about how the the common theme with both of these things that it really seems is actually that sort of that real intentionality, that real thinking about, you know, how do I want to spend my time? How do I want to be present in the moment? How could I carve out even just a little bit of time so that I can be focused and um, slow down and then get back to being focused on the work that needs to be done? You know, or get back to, yes. to being focused well on my family, you know, or, or whatever the thing is. But, um, But I think, you know, after these two weeks, that really is kind of the feeling that I have is, you know, how can I be present for, you know, the random coffee or tea checks that happen in my life? How can I be present for what it is that I need now, whether it's more time with family or more time by myself or more time laying out by the pool, like whatever the thing is that's gonna recharge or regenerate me, can I make sure that I prioritize those things and um, and balance yeah. them with the work that needs to be done too?
1: Yeah, one thing that I did was I also read during tea time one day, mm-hmm. which was wonderful and terrible at the same time. It was wonderful because I've been reading by Lauren Weisberger. When life gives you Lulu Lemons. it's amazing. <laughs> i uh-huh. It's first of all that title, right? It's just so right. good. Right. Um, but she, I love her writing, and so I'm thoroughly into this book. But I keep saying that I don't have as much time as I would like to read. But that's because I'm not making the time. So one day I was like, okay, well, if I'm going to sit down and have tea, I'm going to sit down and read. This is going to be awesome. And it was awesome until I fell asleep. (laughs) (laughs) I did. I fell asleep for like 45 minutes and I was like, see, this is why I said this nap
2: in the middle of the day and go to work. Oh my gosh. Well, you must have really needed it. I actually thought about you. I saw this other article today before I chat that is about um, other, other hacks to keep you productive in the afternoon. So like, if the goal is to be productive, what are some things you know? What are some things you can do? And there's one, and I'll put I'll put a link to this article in the show notes too. But um, uh, but there was one tip that said, drink a cup of coffee and then take a nap. And the whole yes, idea that. behind, the, yeah, right. So it's like you drink your coffee and then you go to sleep right away if you can, because the caffeine won't hit your system for thirty minutes, and then it'll wake you up and get you going. Yes. I feel like I that's risky have though. never tried that. That's risky, right? It is because coffee doesn't actually
1: keep me awake. Oh. Yeah. No. Yeah. So that's I. I've been curious about trying it, but that's my concern because like I can drink a cup of coffee and have a full eight hours of sleep after it, and sleep really peacefully. I know, but it but coffee like didn't do anything for me through college. Like my mom's that way, both my brother and I. Coffee is just it's just another beverage. Which is great because that means we drink it because we like it, not because of the caffeine. But
2: right.
1: it is not, it, it doesn't, it's not a helper, that's for sure.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. And then naps are tricky too. I think for me, I would just have a hard time getting to sleep. And I think by the time I'm actually starting to doze off, the coffee will kick in. And, you know, it just takes yeah. me a long time to get there. Absolutely. Well, and other...
1: so I started, yeah, go ahead. Oh, so I started, blocking in my calendar time to read. And that has made a huge difference. And so I remember you saying that you had kind of blocked out me time and then you were able to go and spend time with your sister when she was getting ready to move. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, wait a second. I think I think I said last time, like, I'm, I've been thinking about this kind of wrong. And so when I blocked in time to read, I thought, oh, this is literally just for me. Like, that's – I never really thought of reading as me time because I I loved reading as a kid. I still love reading. But, I mean, I would read several books at a time. I always had books in hand. I always had a book in – like, I was never without a book. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm with a book. I just don't always open it up to read it. So, like, when I went to get my oil changed, I was like, yes, I'll get to read for 30 minutes while they're changing my oil. This is amazing. Um, and it was great to be able to have those times. I felt like I was—I felt kind of sneaky, actually. I don't know who I thought was watching, but I was like, "Oh my goodness, this is just for me! Like nobody's going to be able to tell me no. This is amazing!" And and I'm like, I get to do this special, awesome thing. So it was—it was like being a kid all over again. It was
2: so great. Yeah, I can I can definitely relate to that. I it's been a, oh probably a couple of months since I actually sat down and read a book, but I made a whole thing of it. Like I, it was like it was like a date with myself, you know. Like I turned yeah. on some piano music. Not like I walk around in my life listening to piano music. I do not. But I was like, I believe that right now for this reading time there should be some piano music. <laughs> some piano music, and and uh, like lit a candle, you know, and then just. And had some tea and was like, okay, I, the reading can commence. And I just like kicked back for a couple hours and just read a book. And it was fabulous. Oh, but that's I, so good. Know, I also, I've never thought about, oh, let's block out some time in the calendar for reading. I'm much more likely to say, oh, it's lay by the pool, you know, or oh, you know, whatever, do, you know, have a spa day with myself, you know, like do my own nails or like, you know, do a hair treatment or whatever the thing is, you know. but – I'm more likely to do it around those kinds of things, not necessarily reading, but I think it's a great idea.
1: Yeah, and I, I, as we're talking right now, I'm thinking, like, no, I really need to do that because that's the one thing that I get, like, pure joy from. And there are so many other things that, like, it's nice, but I actually feel kind of guilty afterward. Like, watch, I love YouTube, don't get me wrong, and I could watch YouTube all day long but I always feel guilty after it. Like, oh, so I spent all of this time watching television. Like, what else could I have been doing? But when I read, I'm always like, I learned so much about these characters. Like, I love listening to that author and hearing his or her voice. This is amazing. Oh, I learned so much. I walk away and I'm like, I'm a better person because I was reading just now. So I I find it's so odd that there's some disconnect in my brain where I haven't thought that that's the thing I should spend my time doing when I have free time as opposed to like even getting my nails done, which I don't like to do. I actually prefer to do my own nails. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't like to pay money for it because I can do it myself. But Mm -hmm. even after that, I'm like, oh, well, now I'm either out of time or out of money. But I never feel guilty for reading. I never walk away. I'm like, well, there's two hours you can't have back anymore. I'm like, oh, my gosh, those are the best two hours of my life.
2: Right, right. Well, and thinking about, too, like uh, getting an oil change. In that scenario, I'm typically just on my phone. And it's, you know, it's Instagram or it's, you know, reading up on whatever. Again, like weird news stories. Like it just, you know, I'm just like checking stuff out or Googling random things that I'm thinking of. Um, it's very rarely time that I'm using to – Decompress or read something interesting that feels a little more concrete than you know the steady flow of little nuggets of content that are online. Yeah. Mhm. You know, so I like that idea of having a book with me, so I can just pull it out instead of my phone, right? And I yeah. think that's probably better for the nervous system, <laughs> you know, sort of like a <laughs> slow, like a slow content you know diet it's like a you know it's it's very lo-fi versus you know clicking and liking and tapping and posting and all of that you know kind of frenetic energy that goes with um being plugged in
1: yeah the more that i scroll through social media the more that i i feel like i bounce around more during and after i've been scrolling I don't, know, I don't know what that's about, but I, I have noticed that I'm suddenly like, oh, I'm on my phone, and then I'm on my computer, and I'm like, wait, do I need to be on both things? Like, I can do one or the other. I don't actually need both, but it becomes yes. a little, um, it's kind of like hectic energy, and it takes a while to settle back down.
2: Yeah, yeah. How many screens have you had going at one time? I think I've gotten up to three, maybe, with like the phone, the tablet, and the TV.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But I always have a lot of tabs open, a lot. Yeah. On my browsers, uh, there's 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 lots of tabs. And that's typically the time that my computer will freeze or glitch or something and have to restart. And then I'm like, well, I guess I wasn't supposed to be looking at those 17 things because I'm not going to be able to get them back.
2: Oh, my gosh. So funny. I know. So it's it's a little
1: much, though. I find myself going like, and why? But you know what? The reason is because I will forget. And because apparently now in 2018, I'm no longer a person who can just do one thing at a time. So I will open up a tab and I'm like, oh, that reminds me of that other thing I wanted to look up. So I'll open up another tab. And I'll keep it open so I don't forget to go back to it. And then I will open up another tab when I look for something. And suddenly I'm like, why is Facebook open in three different tabs? on three different things. That's
2: strange.
1: But yeah, I do it all describing
2: my morning. That was my morning. But I did all morning. I had different windows, and each window had several tabs, and I've got YouTube open here, and Facebook here, and three different places. Yeah, yeah. This is, you're right. are yeah. the light. And so, you know, just coming back to this idea of, you know, yes, we definitely have days and times when, you know, we're in all of it, and we've got all the windows going, and all the screens happening. And so... You know, it takes effort to carve out that time and be mindful and say, well, what kind, of a, what kind of a day do I want to have? Or what kind of a week do I want to have? Or who are the people that I really, you know, want to spend time with? Um, yeah. And when I
1: spent time with those people, I was very intentional about not having my phone out. And that was a huge difference was that because I scheduled this time to be with this person, I really honored it and put my phone away because I there's nothing I need to look at right now. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. And that's where the scheduling actually really did help out because I wasn't, like, hanging out with my friend while we were both scrolling through something on our phones. That was mm-hmm. where typically that's just, like, the norm. You always see people hanging out together and everybody's on their phones. Instead, right. I went shopping. Um, actually, no, I went to... Um, paint pottery with a friend yesterday. And we were literally sitting across from each other painting pottery and looking at each other in the eyeballs and talking and it was so nice. Did it feel weird? Were you like,
2: wow, we don't do this?
1: No. Well I mean she's she's um she's a friend who is very present. So we tend to not have our phones out anyway. But even so it was it wasn't. It wasn't weird, but it was like, hmm, this is kind. This is kind of nice. Yeah. Because I get kind of frustrated when you're spending time with somebody and they have their phone out and they're like, uh huh, uh huh, and you're like, but what are you really looking at? Like, what really has your attention? Are you listening to the story that I'm telling, or are you really just liking stuff on Instagram? Because. I can see you liking stuff on Instagram because I'm on it, too. Right. <laughs>
2: right, right, right. Yeah. You're like, I recognize that tap-tap over there.
1: Yes, exactly.
2: Well, um, thank you so much for being a part of this challenge. Are there any other, you know, thoughts or observations or any other things you want to share about how it went?
1: Um, I'm just thinking I want to make sure that I haven't forgotten anything. Oh, there was a YouTube video that I found. I don't remember her name. I wrote it down somewhere. But it was about calendar blocking. And she goes through and she blocks out her calendar. She teaches you how to do it so that you can really see what space you have available for things. And so I thought to myself, oh, this is going to be great, right? I'll watch her video, and then I'll be able to see all of the open spaces that I have to spend time with people. And it had the adverse effect (laughs) because I watched her and I thought, oh, my gosh, that's how the days get sucked up because she's so – she's incredible about what she will put in her commute time, which I never even think of, Mm. but she will put, like, okay, if you're working from 8 to 5, she'll put that in the calendar, but then she'll put the commute from 7.30 to 8 o'clock. And I was like, oh, Right. That's so true because that takes up time, too. Right. And making it back home. And I'm like, yeah, those aren't usable hours either. I mean, I use them in the morning. I typically talk to my dad on the way to work. But even so, I was like, oh, that's right. That's why it is so tricky sometimes to schedule things because you think you have time, but you're like, no, if I'm going to eat dinner, I also have to make that dinner. And I also have to go grocery shopping for that dinner sometime in that week. So it all gets sucked up so easily. And as I watched her calendar get cluttered with all of these need to do's, I thought, oh, that's why there aren't as many spaces for those want to do's as I would like. And so it was helpful in me seeing like, oh, there are those little things that you take for granted that you think you have time and then you're like, right, I have to actually get myself to work so I don't have a half hour in the morning that I thought I had. Um, And so that was really helpful. In a weird way, um, of seeing it and going like, oh, I don't actually want to see that on my calendar because it stresses me out. Mm-hmm. So there were little things that I'm like, oh, I can take some nuggets from that of what I will do. And then other things I'm like, yeah, I will never put my commute time in my calendar because that will, that will make me feel like a crazy person.
2: Yeah, yeah. I definitely, um, I do, I will feel anxious if I, if I look at my day and there's a thousand appointments in there. And I've tried that, you know, so mm-hmm. I've tried. Um yeah, like you leave at this time and then you go here and then you do that and that that did feel like too much for me. But what I have started to do a little more of is blocking out time to work on specific things because I find yeah. that I'm not I'm not great at anticipating how much time things will take. And so it's it's good for me to do that. Um and then it also allows me to reschedule stuff if something's taking longer than I think it will. Then I go, Oh, okay, well you know, if I was gonna switch from project A to project B at two PM but I'm not really ready because I have another hour to do, then I may need to move project B to Wednesday. And then let some people know that maybe project B is gonna come a little bit later and see if there are gonna be any um you know, consequences to that or, you know, anything that will be affected by that. So, yeah, calendar is interesting stuff. I mean, I've been playing around a lot with um, trying to batch things, so, like, mm-hmm. do, like, batch cooking on the weekend for, like, all my lunches for the week
1: so yes. that then
2: I don't have to, like, spend time going to get it or so I don't have to, you know, I can just do it all at once or even my dinner, too. So, I don't know. It is fun to play with time in that way and see where, you know, where it can be squeezed in a good way so that I feel less stressed and where I need to actually buffer it so that it's more expansive so I feel less stressed. But I think the goal is always less stressed. Always less stress. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, Hila, would you like to tell us about the song that is giving you life right now? Yes. And I've gone back and forth about this
1: because... Part of me is like forever a teacher, and aware of the fact that like, oh gosh, if I say a song that has bad words in it, am I a bad example? But then I'm like, I'm a 33 year old adult, so like, too bad, too sad, <laughs> right? So, um, the song that is giving me life right now is a rediscovery. It's called Doses and Mimosas um, mm-hmm. by this I don't by this group called Cherub and uh, Cherub Cherub. I don't know how they pronounce it, and. I listened to this maybe, like, three years ago or so is when I first found it, Uh and something happened that it popped up on, like, a Spotify playlist, and I thought, how did I forget this song? It's so incredible. And it's basically a song all about drugs and alcohol, which is kind of terrible, but it kind of has this... It's the happiest, like... If You Don't Like Me, I Don't Like You song that I've ever heard in my life. It's like the bass is amazing. I dance to it any and every single time it comes on. Like it is that song that if it came on my Spotify... While I was like on a planning period at work, I would put my headphones in and close the door and just jam out as hard as possible. It's so good. instrumental at the end that's almost like a full minute of just like burp, burp, burp. <laughs> so, It's so amazing. I get so
2: excited about it Fabulous Well, thank you again so much for being a part of this challenge and um, we'll have to do another one at some point We'll have to come up with something else and, and do it again This has been so fun um, Well, just remind me one more time about how people can, um, can learn more about 85 beauty.
1: Yes, so the website is 85beauty.com. You can go on there. There's also The shop is open now, so it's been open for a week. Um, So you can purchase your beauty bags in um, individual, in bundles. There's, like, tons of stuff up there. And then on Instagram and on Facebook, you can find me at 85beauty. All letters, no numbers.
2: Well, congratulations on launching the store.
1: Thank you so much.
2: And I look forward to checking out all the beauty bags. And I'm definitely going to put some in my cart today. Excellent. Yeah.
0: Thanks again to Keila Fowler for contributing to this episode. And check out her website, 85beauty.com. And thanks to all of you for listening. If you could do one thing to support the podcast, please leave a rating or review on iTunes. Our intro and outro music is by the Tartu Pop and Rock Institute. Link is in the show notes. And for show notes and more information about this podcast, please visit quirkandcircumstance.com. Thanks again to Keila Fowler for contributing to this episode. Keep your eyes peeled for part two coming soon. And thanks to all of you for listening. You know, if you can do one thing to support this podcast, please leave a review on iTunes. Our intro and outro music is by the Tartu Pop and Rock Institute. And for Quirk and Circumstance show notes and more information, please visit quirkandcircumstance.com.